so everybody should take a posture that is somewhat similar to my own. Okay. <laughs> and maintain this for at least uh, for at least an hour and a half. I don't know if I have enough pensive perseverance to do this. You don't? Okay. That's I, fine. It takes effort to be pensive for let's such try, a long let, time. Let, let's try the other microphone. How about you two over there? I'm feeling very Yo. interested right now. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I, I'd say more intrigued. Yeah. Well, I, I apologize. I agree with that. That's uh, good. I, I, like that. I apologize for not having a more convenient setup uh, for what we're trying to do, but uh, I am too cheap to buy four microphones. So we have two. This is impromptu, like, bonding exercise here. It is. Yeah. Me and Dennis, cheek to cheek. Me and David, mouth to mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Bow, chicken, bow. That's how close we get. That's our intro. Welcome to episode number 150 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am joined in person tonight by... A stunned Dennis Furia. David Meismith. Ben Merkel. I forgot that you always go last, Ben. I'm what, sorry. One, it, one of these days. <laughs> one of these days, Alice. We'll have a contest. That was, damn it. For the, <laughs> Susqu- for the Susquesentennial, we were going to reverse orders, and you screwed it up, man. I, <laughs> I, I didn't know that this was going to be the 150. I forgot. No, this, this, this is 150. This is, this is the one. You, <laughs> yeah. you prepared, you Can we have a Pokemon-themed episode? Oh, yes. You prepared your eulogy, right? Uh, does that have good? <laughs> like every 150 episodes, someone dies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Video game slash murder mystery you, podcast. You forgot how important tonight was, didn't you? I did. I, I don't mean to Pikachu, Ben, but you're the weakest link. <laughs> so we are currently in the studio in Cincinnati, all four of us, which is fantastic serendipity for the sequestent. I did a first try. What? There we go. What? Okay. Whatever. Whatever Dennis said. For the 150th episode, yeah. we are all we all happen to be in the same geographic location. We all happen to be in the same room looking at each other. Uh, so I will not have to edit out so much over talking, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It's it's weird. It's weird because I actually have to do this one with clothes on. So <laughs> <laughs> I did have to turn off the AC for this so we could have better uh, better sound quality. Wait, wait. So. Clothes? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get hot in here. Oh, it's boy. gonna get sticky. So, what do we have in store for tonight? We've got uh, the usual recent, uh, the usual recent uh, formula of uh, what we've been playing, followed by uh, what's on our minds in uh, video game news or recent trends recently, um, and then uh, talking a little about the uh, about the uh, about the future. How about why not? Yeah, I like it. Everybody cool? Uh, so I apologize if our sound quality is just a little bit differently. I'm going to do whatever I can in post, but we are recording with four people on two microphones. Eh, you know, whatever. Uh, so let us start off. The person who has been away the longest has been David. Yo. And it is your turn to tell us what you have been playing. All right. Um, actually, um, I'm glad I'm here this week because... I've actually been playing things after a long <laughs> hiatus, but um, first I've been been keeping on on World of Warcraft. Um, um, really nothing too um, spectacular, although I did the um, I did their the, um, once a month they have their Dark Moon Fair, so I gave that a shot. 
And um, just gotta say, it's um, I love the way they start off because you you teleport to the uh, island the fair's on, and you're in the middle of this like dark, you know, dreary forest, and you're walking along this path, and there's all these um, signs up on the trees, you know, spelling out this poem about you know. You know, ignore all the creepy things in the woods. Just keep walking to the fair. And as we wind on down the road, our right, shadows exactly. taller than our souls. And there's a lady who wants no. Yeah. Oh, I thought exactly. it was like a Burma shave kind of no. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get all. Oh. Get on. That? Get up. Get on up. All right. I'm just gonna keep going until you stop. <laughs> wow. But no, just um, and it's you know set up so that right as you get to the end of the. Po- poem you crest a hill and there like the fairgrounds is blow you with like fireworks going off and stuff like that so just really cool setup for it so um that's really all that other than that i've just killed like you know genocide enough cobalt so i think i think (laughs) that um the the hag is after me you know you know take handle I take all the candles. I haven't played WoW since launch, so that's all I remember. That's all that's all you need to remember. I have a question, David. How far are you on Saints Row the Third? I actually have not gone any farther on that. David. Wait a minute, you Dennis, you Dennis, you took Saints Row for me in an in, in an inebriated state. I took it in an extremely inebriated <laughs> state. <laughs> I'm feel like, I, I feel like for that game, that's entirely appropriate. Like, that's yeah. how you should get the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I woke up from my housewarming party in a ball gag, and I was tied to a chariot. <laughs> Dennis, oh. D- Dennis had long ago abscond- absconded with half of my video game collection. Yeah, that's right. No, it's like waking up in Thailand. You can't wake up with Saints Row the Third and remember how you got Ex- it. Exactly. <laughs> no. no, I haven't been playing it either, so me and you, David, are, are both... I just... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the console thing doesn't jive that well with how I tend to play video games. With how you tend to live your life? Yes. Uh, no, I understand. Yeah, every three right. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, are, are you still using WoW like, like primarily as a, as a social engagement? Yeah. Um, my uh, martial arts instructor, that's actually why I'm in town, is um, doing a seminar. But, you know, all of them play. So, yeah, it's predominantly just, you know, keeping up with people, stuff like that. Which that's a really interesting thing, like, you know, video games, you know, social video games primarily as a way to keep in touch with friends. Uh, that's something that I've noticed with uh, with Draw Something on uh, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on portable platforms, iOS mm-hmm. and Android specifically, uh, going on to, onto the, like, you know, find friends on Facebook and just like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. And then playing this game with them, you know, even though I haven't talked with them in several several years. I still don't want know? to talk to them, but I'll I, draw I, them a picture uh, yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, draw the, I'll draw them a picture of bird poop. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah. they always guess it. They, they they do, but that's because I'm so good. Draw Snipe is one of those few games where like it it, it it rewards both of you for doing well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there's it's it's completely cooperative. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though. You know, I've heard it said. You know, you talk about doing World of Warcraft as a uh, as a way to keep up with friends. And I think that's you know like you can't just like call someone and be like, hey, how you doing? That's creepy, and you know I've heard it said like if you if you want to have a serious talk with a guy, you take him on a car ride because that way there's an objective, there's something that you're doing, you can focus on something other than each other, but you're still able to like talk. So yeah. I see World of Warcraft as almost that kind of that kind of engine. Yeah, and um, you know the the 
Wow. Uh, the, there's a lot of air quotes flying around right here, like we're having to duck. Mostly, um, mostly focusing around the word engine. But wow. Um, yeah. No, I feel like also you know with the being in the guild thing, you know there is kind of a camaraderie. You know they've added um, guild levels, so everything you do, you know, advances the guild. So I mean there is, you know, a certain degree of you know kind of camaraderie. You know, running around. Genocide and kobolds taking the candles. In 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 guilds, as with like in most friends friend groups, is there like that one person that's really annoying and you don't really know why they you keep them around except to be the the object of everyone else's hate? See, it's it's funny because um, trying to tell me something there. <laughs> I don't mean to pick at you. <laughs> wow, it's it's funny because they're. The degree to which there are those archetypes. So you know, there's like the person there that like you know, is like that, but, like, is amazing at playing or something. There's, there's like, always the person that, to, to steal from some of the document tropes, there's always the person that, like, left just before you got there that was amazing, and, like, anytime <laughs> something goes wrong, it's like, oh, if only they were there, you know, you know, yeah. um, but, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interesting, uh, watch, watch the guild, and yeah, with uh, with Felicia Day. Yeah, and that's the guild. Yeah, watch Felicia Day and the guild. That's the order of precedence. Yeah, I mean, really, I'm, really. I'm yeah. still lost. Who's Felicia Day? Uh, she's she's a redhead. She's a redheaded famous woman. Therefore, I know her. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Hendricks and Felicia Day. That's all we got. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh. So, That's funny. I mean, do you, do you want to hear like pertinent to the guild stories? Yeah. Um, I reinstalled EverQuest the other day. Nice. Is uh, oh, League snap. of Legends still <sighs> League of Honor? Uh, wow. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm... League of Legends is actually yeah, a very yeah. terrible video game. Yeah. Someone's um... been harassing me to play um, League of Honor. <laughs> I, I. It's actually funny. Um, Canadian-based guild um, that's relevant to this, but I still spell honor with a U just from <laughs> being in in that guild for so long. The League of Honor was uh, was the original guild that like made me a home in the original EverQuest back when I was in eighth grade. Didn't you later join Birds of Prey? No, no, like that was at the same time. Okay. So that was like at the height of my social gaming career before I veered wildly away from that. So League of Honor was was EverQuest, and Birds of Prey was Team Fortress. Uh, um, and I played engineer and soldier in Team Fortress for, for, for several years. Um, but no, League of Honor. I mean, like I like I would dip back in every every year or so with my level forty something paladin. Um, but they were like the originally the people who were like, hey, let's yeah, we'll let them in, whatever, and it's no problem. And so I reinstalled EverQuest because it went free to play, and I was like, oh, well, let me see if my original character is still there. So I logged in, and I and I noticed that my my my, my character was the most recent one to log in since like since like January of this year, and I was just profoundly saddened. That's yeah, I feel like there's stuff like that that's. I, for some reason, a couple months ago, just uh, log, um, logged into Neopets. <laughs> oh um, my and god. It, 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 it was now. a similar thing. Most relevant, um, were you involved at all with the, the guild that was like, um, or whatever, that was like half, uh, like allied forces or something that was like half our school? I th- <laughs> Oh my god, you're taking me back to sixth grade. You, you have to understand, <laughs> if, you, if you go to like... Um, 
when you go in and look at like guilds, um, they're listed in turn in ranked in terms of number of players, and um, and the, there's like several locations where the guild is headquartered. And in our location, we're still in like the top ten just from inactive players. <laughs> like it's it's actually like that. So that was kind of a similar thing for me. Was going and looking at that was just like really depressing. Yeah. No, I mean, just like I, 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 I had heard recently that EverQuest went free to play, yeah. and that was the last MMO that I really, mm. really enjoyed in my heart of hearts because I was fourteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I've been in touch with people from with people from the guild um, with uh, with Melody and with Willian and with uh, with oh, you know, really? with, with with all those people. I just I've, I've sent them emails and things like that. I'm just glad she hasn't um, succumbed to alcohol. Poisoning. No, no, she's fine. She, her, her kids are in college. It's cool. No, no. She, she, Holy crap! No, but that's but that's one of those things. And just like that was that was one of those really unique parts of that MMO culture at the time that we came up with it was 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 that like you could you could meet and like have these people be a part of your social circle. So right. so so Melody, like I can like talk to her about your about her kids. Like the last time I talked to her, I was commiserating about about not having a job, and she was like, "Oh, my kids are having trouble finding jobs in Toronto, and they're in." the same field etc etc it's tough all around it's like holy shit then willie and he's based over in like you know like 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 uh um what's the name scandinavia so everything's fine for him but <laughs> but you know it's like all these people they used to be like we went and fought vampires together back when i was in fucking middle school but now we're all human beings <laughs> see it's it's weird for me because this actually um just came up earlier um it's weird for me um the people I play um, World of Warcraft with are really into World of Warcraft. Not not so much in like the creepy like trying to get world first things, but like outside of like jobs and martial arts, that's like their main like downtime hobby. You know, yeah. They, um, and it's weird for me the amount of times where they're like complaining about something or something like that, and like I pull in like, a story for, uh, back in my day from EverQuest. So, like, um, recently someone was, um, uh, was complaining, I'm playing a mage, about um, people wanting them, t- wanting her to port people places. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Im- imagine a world without any sort of hearthstones or um, griffins where only about the richest 1% of the population could afford mounts. <laughs> That's like what ma- wizards did with their time. It's just hoarding people. You know, it's it's really disturbing the amount of times like that comes up. And that's like super weird for a person who is twenty four year old twenty four years old to say to somebody, which is like, imagine this time way back when, when you had to go to the Nexus to get anywhere, and like that didn't guarantee that you get anywhere near where you where you wanted to be. Like, imagine pre plane of knowledge. Yeah. Imagine pre plane of knowledge, David. Yeah, this it's, internet time for you, right? <laughs> See, it's, it's. I don't know. I, my my relation somehow we're now talking about EverQuest. Um, <laughs> yeah. my, EverQuest is interesting to me in that like it reminds me a lot in the future. So I guess, anyways, um, of um like Dark Souls in that it was something where I have many more relevant memories of everquest because dying mattered yeah so like i remember uh. like <laughs> like the guild mobilizing to like retri- retrieve bodies you know stuff like that or like you know i played a rogue so like 
having at some point it falling to me to like stealth drag bodies out of places for people <laughs> <That's>, I, <laughs> I remember canceling social engagements because i had died and i didn't want my body to rot before i could get back to it and retrieve yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> that's like i mean there is something to be said for i mean i think that it is a good thing that you, you aren't so dependent on having the right number of lives to get through a game anymore but really, death does not matter anymore. I remember the first um, realization or intense moment I had with that was with the um, Star Wars Episode One movie video game, and um, it I was. I realized they made an Episode One movie it's, video I, game. Now I remember it being actually a relatively good game. So now at at how old were you when you played it? Oh God, grade school. <laughs> right. Yeah, whenever whenever Episode One came out. Um, but it came to a point where they, you know, you went to visit a hut, which obviously isn't really in the movie. But um, actually, the game was much better than the movie. So if you think about, you know, comparing it to the source material, it's hard to be worse than the source material. This was on PS1? PS1. No, it was actually on computer. Oh, played, wow. on, played on PC. Uh, and uh, so they, they, they a randomly... A noble weapon for a more civilized age. Yeah, <laughs> but they the first big boss that you fight is this rancor that they drop you into a pit with, a la Return of the Jedi, um, and you have to you have to stand and fight it. But the entire edge of the the boss arena is covered in spikes. So you know, up until this point, I had been playing like Ape Escape and RC Racers and stuff like that. So being dropped into a pit with this hideous monster chasing me, my first instinct was like, run away. And then I hit the spikes at the edge of the pit. And I was like, oh shit, now I'm losing health. I have no choice but to stand and fight. And like, just my heart beating out of my chest and feeling the adrenaline of that moment. Now it's like, oh yeah, I've got a million more lives. So if, if I die this time, I'll just try it again. But then when you had that little counter up in the screen that was reaching zero uh, way too quick, it meant something. That sounded way too old timey. It meant something in my day. It's like real funny because we talk about we talk about it like Dark Souls being like death mattering, but like in no game does death matter less than in Dark Souls. Like in, <laughs> in no in no game did death matter more than when you died twice in Dark Souls. But in no game did death matter less than when you died in Dark Souls. Same. Whereas what he, what Dennis is talking about is like when you have a you know when you when you have a counter counting down every time you die, or in EverQuest when you like lose ten hours of progress when you die. You know, unless you get rezzed, <laughs> you know, that, that's that, that's just one of those things where it's like super relative. Right. But, um, <laughs> is any of this usable? So, I mentioned <laughs> something, something that had to be usable. It's going to be a five minute <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, this, um, none of this is usable. <laughs> other, um, I tried the, um, tried the beta for Diablo 3. Um, Diablo 2 is in like my top three. Four list of best games of all time. What are the other three? Um, uh, Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl, Half Life Two, and Magi Nation. What is wow. Magi Nation? That is a Game Boy Color game that is based off of a failed card game that actually ended up being really good. Think like um, Pokemon, but uh, not. Yeah, it's it, it was weird <laughs> because it was a. Um, a like made to completely be like a tie-in like crappy like you'll play this game and then buy our cards thing like uh, imagine like uh -huh. the Yu-Gi-Oh video game <laughs> except they got like really really witty writers who wrote all of the dialogue to be like more or less a parody of RPGs <laughs> nice but um 
It's actually kind of a depressing subject, though, because um, there's supposed to be a sequel. There never was. They um, finally, after years, have made a sequel and made everything, like, soulless anime. No. So um, that was, like, my list. That was my one game. If I could choose any game to ha- just say it will have a sequel, that was it. But Wait, say it will or say it won't? Say it will. Okay. That was, like, if I could choose. But that's neither- That will have a proper sequel. Right. Ah. Well, and it's, like, it was one of those monkey's paws type things. Um, <laughs> we got... Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing literary reference. <laughs> Why not? Um, but Diablo three, um, you can go to various other blogs and you're complaining about um, the oh uh, the fact that they completely have rechanged. Like, there's no longer skill trees, stuff like that. They've changed it five times since they announced it. Like, yeah, uh, I I've mixed feelings. Um, like. I'm a little bit, like, worried about that, but at the same time, at this point, like, I played up to, like, level four, um, so <laughs> I'm not going to, like, be going all jihadist on them. Uh, the... <laughs> Cannot say that? <laughs> Does this not accurately describe most video game, um, uh, forums? <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll put a marker down just in case, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um... But um, the one thing that I did really like is I played... What I did is played through, like, the first quest with each of the classes just to see what they're like. And the one that I probably still won't be playing just because it's not my thing, but the Witch Doctor, um, I was expecting to just be, like, the, like, high-pitched cackling, like, you know, you know, just really annoying. Um, They did much more, like... um, think much more like village elder type of archetype so i thought it was kind of cool that they um actually made that interesting also the monk despite looking like straight up out of like shaolin temple seems to have like a russian or eastern european accent (laughs) so i'm kind of interested in how that's going to go so and then what i've been spending most of my time on um have you seen um oh lone survivor no, no, tell me about it. Nope. It's a um, survival horror game, but it's a pixel graphics uh, 2D side-scroller. So, um, basically the plot line is the, um, there's been an outbreak of um, vi- some virus that has you know, turned people into zombies and the world's gone all zombie apocalypse. And so your, you, your character has been hiding out... Um, oh in this apart room room in this apartment and however did, did this one this one this apartment yes <laughs> this one i'm ready to break it to you cole that's but, why you got such a good deal <laughs> but ultimately at the start of the game your character's running low on um food and he decides that he doesn't want to die alone so um you venture out but apparently you've been there for, like, months, so your character's slowly gone insane from loneliness. Okay. And so it's, it's the, the game just seems to be built around the whole, like, um, you know, what is it, um, untrustworthy narrator type oh, the, thing. Oh, uh, the, the, unre- the unreliable narrator. Yeah. What platform is this for? Um, I got it on Steam. Okay. I think that's where it's from, but I got it, um, most of the reviews basically described it as... What would happen if someone, um, oh, 
when um you know spent the last four years in the room making a survival horror game and hadn't seen anything that happened to the um silent hill franchise in that time <laughs> and didn't get entirely discouraged yeah so so basically as far as i can tell it's basically like a five-hour um love letter to silent hill one and two um i can get behind this i can yeah so i i it's it's interesting because i've i've only played about an hour into it so it's kind of interesting because i'm not far enough in to know what type of crazy it's dealing with so like you know, there's things where like um you know i i finally um uh i guess this probably spoilers but you know i finally um very early on your first mission is to get to this room in this apartment you meet with some survivors and this like relatively undamaged um apartment looks kind of like yours like they hold up and they're just like partying having a good time and ultimately you you bring this um doll to someone and like if you like interact with the doll all you get is that you think it's creepy and like you go and give it to the person they're like um you know oh, I know you don't like that, um, that doll, it brings back bad, bad memories, but I'm glad to see that you, you know, you brought you so you can now, you know, at least hold it. Um, I got, I got, you know, that thing you asked for, and you're like, what are you talking about? Huh. So, um, you then, you know, go outside, and uh, apparently that thing you asked for is a handgun. Oh. And so you, you pick it up, the the chick disappears. You go back inside, and all the other people in the um, party are dead, and like the entire um, apartment is just completely ransacked. Mm-hmm. So like, it's it's very much like it's not clear yet whether you're just crazy, or or whether any of you know any of the things are happening. Uh, the way the way you fast travel is by like looking into a mirror and just like. Uh, waking back up in your room so it's not clear like is this all you know are all the monsters all in your head and you can actually travel freely or it's it's interesting it's okay so i'm like angry because this sounds like it was made by a person who thinks they're a bigger silent hill fan than me (laughs) um and i don't know how to react to that because like 80 percent of the things that you just said are silent hill uh homages oh really <laughs> yeah the way to react to it is to go play it ah! lone survivor on steam i need to see if i can't look because it'll mess up the recording but i need to see if it's mac or if i need to boot into my vile windows partition yeah um so far i really enjoy it um there seems to be um this is probably gonna throw in like five more um you know, references to Silent Hill, but it seems like the only enemies are these, uh, my sorry, mindless zombies that just kind of, you know, attracted to your flashlight, um, and uh, just make this like horrible, like someone putting a radio in a blender type sound as they chase you. And the, and and they they portray this all in in 2D sprite form. Yeah. And okay. that it's actually interesting the degree to which you can make that just really creepy. And yeah, no, that is entirely creepy. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so yeah, um, so far, really good. Just, um, seems like the writing just seems really good for it. Um, seems like, that for the most part, they seem to do a pretty good job of just subtly pointing out how crazy and pitiful you are. Like, one of the first items you find is a stuffed cat that apparently its only role in the game is you can talk to it and commiserate with it. <laughs> or, like, um, in your apartment, it's not actually your apartment. And so, like, certain, like, dressers, you'll, like, try to rummage through them and your character will simply um, refuse to because that would be stealing. So there's just, like, very, like, subtle subtle ways of pointing out how crazy you are. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of nice. That sounds really cool. So, huh. so far. Huh. I need to look this up. Lone Survivor. I'll remember this tomorrow, don't worry. <laughs> that means you have had enough to drink. That means I'm recording this right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this is going to turn into the, the hangover, is it? We're going to have to piece back together our lives from the podcast. I, I would be uncomfortable to say how many podcasts that is accurate of. Um, so was that all you were playing, David? Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, okay. one the, sorry. One other thing... Um, Oh, Super Monday Night Combat. Nothing witty or interesting to say, but check it out. It's a good game. Xbox Live Arcade game was part of the Summer Arcade a couple years ago. Uh, kind of like Team Fortress mixed with Tower Defense. Yeah, it's Accurate. it's a Team Fortress game I can actually play. <laughs> Isn't that getting some sort of sequel or update? That, that's the update. Uh, it's okay. just released. Super Monday, Night Super Monday Night Combat versus Monday Night Combat. Right. Okay, so who was most recent? Like, I, okay, so here's my thing. I can tell you the games that I intend to play over the next couple of, like, over, like, between the, this episode and next. Um, because I think I'm, you should make predictions then. Okay, I'll make predictions about what I will have to talk about next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what will you have been playing? <laughs> what will I have been playing? No, but what are your, what your reactions? I want the, to the, 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 the future. The future pluperfect tense of what I have been playing. Um, no. Um, I will have been playing Journey. I intend to finish that this next week. Oh, I haven't even downloaded it yet. Oh, Crap. shit. I'm just going to point out. Bottleneck, bottleneck, bottleneck. Wait, apparently I missed this. What's Journey? Uh, Journey is the game that was developed by uh, that game company. Which, which game is company? the... For, for those uh, wondering, we will take David out back and shoot him. Who's on first? Oh. No, no, it's the people who made Flower. Is that one where you're wandering oh, across the desert? Oh, is this the, um, the... You're like a scrappy Muslim. Um, Muslim. Yeah, yeah, you're a scrappy Muslim. You're a scrappy Muslim. <laughs> Yeah, no, you. Yeah, it's full, full head to toe uh, robe kind of thing. Um, no, wait, it, <laughs> never mind. You're, I don't know. You're not even a human. Like you're just a thing. <laughs> you're you're a thing in a robe. So. As in the clock, not the. Never mind. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no. So I intend to have. Pla- I I intend to have it's played like Journey by next week. Like Berlin. I intend to have played To the Moon by next week. And I intend to Bam, play straight to the moon. Boom! No, no, no. It's a it's a, it's a fantastic game from everybody that I've talked to. People are pressuring pressuring me to have played to the moon. Um, it is a game that is available. You can get it for like eleven bucks on PayPal. Um, mm-hmm. It was made in uh, RPG Maker, which all mm-hmm. of us remember from our misspent teenage youth trying to make RPG Maker games. But they made a very affecting uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind esque game. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> um, so I intend to play that. Um, and I also intend to play Dear Esther, which is a 
game that was put out. It was originally a Half-Life mod made by the Amnesia and um, Penumbra team. Oh, God. Um, but they released it as a uh, as as like a full-fledged Half-Life 2 mod. Um, and I, I intend to have played that by next week. So if I don't play any of these by next week, you can hold that against me. Um, the reason I have been unproductive for the past four weeks has been because of Planescape Torment, which I've been playing huh. for Watch Out for Fireballs, um, which you should all be playing because it's an, it's an amazing game. Unfortunately, it is a 60-hour uh, computer role-playing game that will devour your life. I was going to say, you've been playing that for like months now. I've been playing it for so long. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, but I can't say anything about it because of cross-market I don't know. Like I'm, I'm like on all these. Give shows. us one word for Planescape's dormant. Visual novel. That's all, two it's, words. It's all, it's all, it's all one word. No space. Fail. No space. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, it is. It is a really, really good book. It's a bad <laughs> video game, but it's a really good book. Um, that's that. That's that. That's all that I have to say about it. And it makes the most. It makes the best use of the D and D license I think I've ever seen. Um, in that it completely disregards it. So, <laughs> see, I thought the last, best use of the D and D license was like Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, it's a, totally not. Totally not. Play, play, Planescape. You can get it for like ten bucks on GOG. Like, just buy it on GOG and play it. It's like it's amazing. Like, really, I, there's nothing that I can say. Go, go to DuckV.TV slash Watch Out for Fireballs. Download our first episode. We have nothing but effusive praise. We do no spoilers in the first episode. And plenty of spoilers we're going to be doing in the second episode when we record after and this. spoiler so. on the second episode, they just completely shit on it the entire time. <laughs> it's awful. Love the first Last half. Last half. Terrible. Hate the second half. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I intend to have played those games. But, like... Torment has given me like a taste for really narratively satisfying games. So I'm going to start with Journey because that's like a four hour game and I'm going to extend from there. So if I haven't beaten Journey, at least by the time we talk next, then I have failed. It's a very short game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. So, is there any, sorry, I'm looking at Ben now. Is there any replayability to Journey? A little bit, yeah. You can play through like, a couple times. It's there, not the, the first time you play is going to be the best time, though. Griefing people. <laughs> and and you can turn off your internet this is something I, I found out you can just go to your network settings yep. on the PlayStation Home and you turn off the online setting play it through by yourself for the first time which is weird because is the game an exploration of solitude or cooperation because well, like I could I could see a compelling case for both see I find that one tends to lead to the other I don't, from my experience when I played through when you would jump in and see someone else usually they would complete all the puzzles in front of you and so it kind of took away from the experience because you weren't you weren't figuring out how to do anything granted this game's not like portal by any means where you know you're supposed to figure out the puzzles but that was something that bothered me at least so yeah actually i i feel the same way about most online co-op games where you just kind of randomly play together with someone is that you wind up feeling like you're in a race to finish the level instead of yeah. actually playing through the atmosphere instead of enjoying the journey Oh, so I feel like that's that's why like you know that makes sense because if I think about the online co-op games I liked like Diablo 2 um, City of Heroes stuff like that the common element they had is that you beat something and then go it do and do it over and over again so it's entirely fine to like you know beat Diablo and then get with a crap ton of people and just beat him again and again. And the only problem was if you were the person who was trying to beat Diablo for the first time. Exactly. And, then, and then everybody was like, well, why the fuck aren't you using this spell against him, you fucking noob? Because then, then you'd just eat flamethrower. 
I I suppose that that that's that's my problem with any with any kind of like co op kind of thing and you know yeah I feel like it's I feel like some games make it easy to like avoid that situation where you can see it coming it's especially annoying games where you can't see it coming but yeah. I think that's what I enjoyed so in my in my brief contact with MMOs. Um, I don't know if this is like a taboo thing, but I really enjoyed it when you were on like a role-playing server and people actually stayed in character. Just because that actually allowed you to enjoy the experience instead of racing to the finish, you know? Yeah. That's why I always play on role-playing servers, There honestly. you go, there you go. <laughs> so, just, just, I mean, like, it, it, and it's weird because, like, I want to say, like, I, I enjoy playing on role-playing servers because they take it less seriously than I do. Which that doesn't make any sense because if you're playing on a role playing if you're playing on a role playing server, they're going to say thee and thou. Therefore, they take it more seriously than you do. Yeah. But like, it's going to be less about the min maxing, I guess, and more about you know, are you having a good time playing this or not? I think yeah. one of my coolest experiences with that is early in World of Warcraft. I there's something I just couldn't figure out, um, some quest or something. I forget what. And so I asked on general chat um, for you know for some help. And I played was playing a um, role playing server, and so someone sent me a hint, but in the form of a riddle. Nice. And and like actually, I was able to you know figure out the riddle and like do what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. But that was just like a really cool experience. And here's something that you can like you can take to the bank. Honestly, this is something that I know that I know from uh, doing watch out for fireballs. Gary has pointed me to this, but if you do a Google for the universal hint system, um, it started out as a kind of like a database for hints for adventure games, but expanded to be like spoiler-free walkthroughs for any kind of game that really? you would imagine. So hmm. it would be like, why can't I X Y? And then you would click that, and it'd be like, well, you can't X Y because of Z. Well, what's Z? Then you click Z, and then as you go more and more like lines down the tree, then it gets more more spoilery. But you go down as far as like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah. So Universal Hint System, like it's an entirely user generated wiki, comprised entirely of people trying to help each other, people out with games where they know that narrative is a sensitive thing. Sure. So I like I don't know how he got onto that conversation about games that I haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> Peer pressure. Peer pressure. <laughs> there we go. But uh to so Journey to the Moon and Dear Esther, in that order, those are the games I intend to play over the next couple of weeks. We're gonna do all that, future episodes in reverse time. Exactly. It's gonna be like Memento. No, that plus <laughs> like, you know, like Mass Effect three and Silent Hell Downpour and all these big games that I bought that I Wait, you haven't beaten Mass Effect 3? I have not beaten Mass Effect 3. I, like, moved at the same time that I bought the damn He doesn't game. want to ruin it. I don't See, want to ruin I, it. I look forward to, like, hearing you complain or not complain or complain about the people complaining about the ending. <laughs> I have nothing but complaints about the people people complaining about the ending, so don't It can worry. only end in bitching. No matter, no matter what choices you make, it always ends in bitching. The only way to win... <laughs> Is not to play. That's our like fifth war games reference. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, I just, score. It's it's one of those things like you're setting up a new home for yourself, and you're getting used to a new job, and you're playing a game for another podcast, and it's like weird. I'm being a bad host for this show, so for that I apologize. Although I feel like Planescape is the probably the most relevant, appropriate place to lose yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. Um, I forget which one it was, but. 
It's called Planescape Torment. There's torment in the title. And we all know, torment means bummed out. (laughs) (laughs) Referencing other shows on the network. Why not? We need a picture of Exhibit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go next? Because I have, like, literally nothing to say except for, like, maybe a little bit of, like, draw something. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't have much to say either. Yeah. So I can get that out of the way. Okay, go ahead. Um, I also have been playing Drill Something, but it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you made me laugh so hard that I lost my headphones. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't even intended to be funny. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's not, it's such a casual game that it's, yeah, whatever. It's but, like, it's hardly like a game and yeah. it's more of like a, like an activity that you do. It, yeah. It'd be like if you said, hey. I told someone a joke today. <laughs> yeah. I had the craziest dream yesterday. Yeah. Draw something is kind of like padding for your life. Yeah, it's kind of like social networking almost. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. And we had we had a, we had a kind of interesting discussion about draw something a little bit earlier mm-hmm. about you know just about like like connecting with people that you went to high school with and like oh I'm gonna draw Iron Man for you you know. Yeah, it was a really bad Iron Man drawing. It was a horrible Iron Man. It was Man. so bad. It was so, so good in my like, mind. I felt bad. Like I think I wrote I suck. Like I hate <laughs> it. I hate it when people apologize and draw something before they draw the next thing. Uh, <laughs> I think I wrote I suck. <laughs> I had a pretty fun draw something experience. I had the first draw something experience where the person who was drawing it was under the influence. So, <laughs> yes. so they called it a DUI, a drawing <laughs> under the influence. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But it's uh, it's fun. Like I don't, I don't care like what kind of controversy there is behind the guy who like invented it and then sold it to Zynga and was like went off and defected or something like that. There's all kind of like drama behind it. It's a really, really good idea. It's a fantastic game hidden behind a terrible app, hidden behind a terrible amount of like drama behind the development of it. Mm-hmm. But it's a fun game to play with people that you know. Yeah. See, <laughs> I I feel like it would be a much more fun game if they could like hybrid it with chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> As if enough people didn't draw dicks anyway. You <laughs> see, it reminds me of when I was in early grade school. I used to play this game with my brothers where I, th- I think we called it Doodle Wars or something like that. But one person would just make a random squiggle on the piece of paper, and the other person had to turn it into a picture of something. And so you tried to make your squiggle as like complex and incomprehensible as possible, um, and then the other person had to make it into something coherent. So I feel like. Any of you um, want to be app developers? You can have that idea. You can have to draw something. <laughs> it's like it's like ink blots mixed with the language that twins develop so they can talk to each yeah, other. Basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you would spend all this time trying to make something really obscure. Like, oh, he'll never be able to make a picture out of that. And then they'll just like turn it upside down. It's the perfect setup for a duck, or you know, whatever. <laughs> Damn it! I almost drew a duck and just left out one line. It was just Damn upside it, down. Uh, subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's always boobies. The answer is always boobies. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so let's draw something literally yet. No, there's one more. I played the game Flow. I went back and played that game. Since oh, I, yeah. Since Can I, I had played Flower and Journey. Commensurate with our, with our previous episode. Yeah. Is that the steampunky one? No, no. That is, uh, I think, like uh, Electroplankton meets, uh, meets Gra- Geometry Wars. I played one think, of those think the games, first, think, and the other one is the name ge- of my ska band. <laughs> <laughs> ge- geometry Wars. So you like you're you're, you're a little. No, that's micro- the one I played. You're like a <laughs> microorganism that like that eats little microorganisms to get bigger. Think oh, okay. of the, the first level of Spore. 
Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. Damn it, you beat there me to it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, the way the game works for someone who hasn't played it, yeah, you you play this small organism, and as you said, you eat other organisms. Um, the only thing, though, is on, on each plane that you're on, it's a top-down view, uh, there's two different fish or two different organisms on each plane, and one makes you go up a level and the other makes you go down a level. And so the only way you can kind of tell that is the blue gets a darker shade or a lighter shade, depending on which way you go. And so the deeper down you go, the bigger the the other organisms get, so the more dangerous it gets. And I think I went all the way to the bottom. I, I think there's a bottom, you know. And it's kind of you know, it's kind of like a House of Leaves sort of feeling. But uh, you get to a certain place and there's no more organisms that... Uh, make you go down anymore so anyway no more downers yeah um so i think i I don't know if there's an end to the game or what because the monsters that are big are really big and i I can't kill them so i you know i I ate everything that was smaller than me and i couldn't do anything else so so. this is like the game that um will eventually over millions of years evolve into Katamari Damacy or however that's it, it sounds like grinding the game. It's the kill screen from Donkey Kong, like you get so you get so far down that you can't go any further. I guess. I don't I don't know. So I I didn't know if any of you guys had played this or beat this before because I'd like a little bit of insight into I haven't I haven't even read it or read up on it, but I don't know if you can beat the game or how you go about doing that. So. I thought it was the kill screen from Pac Man. Do both have a kill screen? Yes, they do. Oh. Did you know that the um, person with the world record for getting to the kill screen in Pac-Man lives, I believe, in Dayton? Really? Yeah. Huh. Huh. I thought he was somewhere further in the south. As far as flow, though, I I didn't even know they designed it as a game, honestly. I thought that it was more of a tech demo slash uh, like a demonstrative art experiment, kind of like uh, kind of like uh, Flo was. Wow, you're a hipster. Wait, kind Wait. of like Flo was. You were just talking about Flo. That's not, that's not, not, not that's Flo. Not I mean, actually, a okay, Flo, flower, flower. I I left off the last two the, yeah. the last two letters <laughs> off of that. Oh wow, that just Dude. blew my mind. Holy shit! Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to read up about it and see if see if you can win. I mean, see, yeah. if, there's, see if there's a win condition. They just seem like the kind of people who would who would make a game without a win condition. A game where the only way to win is not to play. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fifth reference. Fifth reference. So I'm, most I'm, of them from you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very I'm intrigued. Phil. <laughs> yeah. You, you've talked about Ben. You've talked about both Flower and Flow now, mm-hmm. um, and have not once mentioned the the motion controls. Oh yeah. So did, did you play? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like in a way that's like the biggest success for motion controls. Yeah, yeah, they do that well in Flower and Flow is on the PC, so it was. Oh, you, you played move, on the PC. You just move your mouse. Oh, I had no idea that it was on the PC. Oh, really? I, I thought you that's played it on like the, every on other PS3. Steam. No, I mean so, I, I know I know that it's on PS3, but I I didn't know that they also put um, a version of it on the PS3. So. Yeah. Very huh. cool. Then, uh, so, yeah. Did you want me to talk about or what? What was your question? Repeat your question. I'm sorry. I was interested to hear what you thought of the motion controls, um, and just if you think your experience would have been different or better or worse had you played in another way. Um, they do motion controls best in Flower, and that's it. It completely revolves around the motion controls, and so and that goes along great with the experience because it it makes for a relaxing experience, you know? So, like, 
moving. I wish you can't see what I'm doing if you're listening to this, but moving your hands gently back and forth. Is... You're you're controlling the pitch and the yaw of your of your flower. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like you're piloting this thing by pulling up and pulling down. And pulling Wait, I thought yaw right. was left to right. Yeah, yeah, it's left and right. So, so pitch, pitch and, and roll. Yeah, yeah, I think he's right. I, I don't know any of the <laughs> all, flight terms. All of this, all of this. I don't care. Flight, flight simulator. I don't care. I'd like but to point when out. When was the last time we talked about? I'd like to point simulator? out. Engineer, mathematician, was an engineer, business major. <laughs> what? And he's the guy that knows. <laughs> Wait, what do what do mathematicians do with flight though? And what does my status as an ex engineer have to do with anything anything except you, for guilt? You just wanted to rub that in your face. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Somewhat, somewhat of my degree was liberal, li- liberal arts plus like some Final Cut Pro. I don't Obviously, care. it wasn't English. Fucking hell. <laughs> it was drinking. Um. So you were an engineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but like, but, 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 but you're right. like, 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 what, what were the. <laughs> What were the motion controls in Flow? Because like I know that in I, I don't know there like, weren't any in PC. You 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 wag your uh mo- your you, stick your flagellum. To do your flagellum. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that was actually how you got to the wind condition. You need the motion controls to get to the wind condition. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> no. no, no, but I know that in Journey you used to control your camera. You can, but you don't have to. I think right. You, yeah, you yeah. You, you right stick. Your right yeah. stick for that. So it, they, I, that's an option in Journey, but I didn't even ever use it in Yeah, Journey. No, they, they introduced it as that, but when I quickly figured out that you could use your right stick as your camera, yeah. I defaulted to that. And I always yeah. wonder if like, if we had started with the motion controls, impractical, in, impractical scenario, I know, but if we had started with the motion controls and then gotten around to the right stick, would all of us have been going, yeah, they have this second analog stick gimmick, but it's so awkward. Like, <laughs> it's, this, it's this weird reverse evolutionism thing. It's... I just, I don't know. Inter- interaction design, that's a whole separate thing that I could, <laughs> I could dive into for hours, but I will not. So, <laughs> Where are you going? I don't, I don't but but, what, but what were the motion controls in Flow? Like, I you, honestly, you, you could just tilt it like a, like a fucking labyrinth table? Or like, I think, yeah, I think it was... And like it a, comes full circle. <laughs> I, I have a labyrinth table on my coffee table here in the studio, so... Yeah. <laughs> and by studio, I mean my living facility. This is, this is, I'm really surprised, is... There's got to be an app, a labyrinth app. Oh, there's so something. many labyrinth apps. <laughs> Good. No, All but is yeah, right I, with the world. I think it had to have been like a labyrinth table is the right way to describe it. I, I never played it, um, so I, I can't attest yeah. to that. But it's like what three bucks? Yeah, that actually sounds PSN? pretty cool. I'm going after. Um, I I'd never really heard of that. I'm going after have to yeah. look into that. All of it's those. It's free on PC. Oh, what? Yeah. No, no way. Just can you get can you get flower and journey on PC? You may know. I, I don't think, think so. so. Not definitely journey. not flower. Not journey. How yeah. do you play flower on PC? It would be, be like computer. a flight stick. <laughs> <laughs> I get really into flower, but I wind up shutting down my Mac because it activates the accelerometer. <laughs> and then oh, you avoid oh. your warning. Yeah, no, I mean, literally, what I did to play flower and journey, I bought the twenty five dollar. Credit card, so I could purchase it because I yeah, yeah. do yeah. not like buying things online. But. Yeah, no, no, nobody, nobody would blame me. But <laughs> I get, I gave them my credit card number because I'm a fucking asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna buy a siren from the from them eventually, and I'm not gonna buy a fifty dollar card. So whatever, yeah, whatever. You'll you'll find stuff that you want. You'll be glad you have it. You'll find love. 
And if, <laughs> and, and if you don't, the person that steals your credit card will find They you. might. They might. <laughs> oh, God. So so is that it? That's it. That's it for it's you? Been a, a, it's been stagnant. Yeah. Like, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I've been, like, not doing my homework by not playing stuff. But, you know, come see, come sa. Hmm? It's French for... I don't want to Who know. Who gives a shit? I don't know. Is there anything that... <laughs> is there anything that French that does yeah, not mean yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that leaves you, Dennis. You stole yeah. like five games from me last week. So you I best... Oh, you best got that some stories. Epic. Yes. So I, I do. So I'll start with I'll start with the two that I've talked uh, about on the show before, which is, of <laughs> so course... SSX and Rayman Origins. No, no, no. Not Rayman Origins. Okay. Ratchet and Clank, Kraken Time. So I just... I, I have to give a, a really quick um, 150th episode shout-out to Truman, a fan, fan of the show. Uh, had the gall to challenge me on SSX. What? So he's in my friends list now, and I get to what? see all his scores, and yeah, it's 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 on. So... I, that's if I needed that extra motivation to throw down the dope tricks that I lay out on those slopes in the rays of the sun and the thing. Anyway, how Keep on, going. This is entertaining. Yeah. yeah. How on is it? How on? It's on like the lawn. Is that it the on? Fawn is standing on. Is it on like? Donkey yeah. Kong? Yeah. No. 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 We're, we're cutting it off here. Okay. <laughs> we are not going there. So Truman, does he have his own show, and that's why he has that amount of uh, bravado? No. 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 On the slopes, it's the Dennis show. It's the. <laughs> oh. people, no, but... people leave it on all night just to comfort them. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, I think it speaks to the great thing that, like, you know. We, we now can see each other's score and, like, compete, and it's this great, fun thing, but we never actually have to be on at the same time. Like, you, you get that layer of competition and interaction without that need for um, social interaction. Yeah, yeah, you know, that thing, <laughs> which, is, which is really cool. I have, so I've gone from having a very closely curated friends list to it's, like, only the people that I have met and spend X amount of hours a week with and who have logged on in the past three days. So now it's just, like... <laughs> Anyone that I, I can find who plays SSX is on there. <laughs> no. it's, it's so much fun. But anyway, well, yeah. I'll give out my PSN number oh, on please. this one fifth one one fiftieth episode. I am Don't Tree Riddle. There's no apostrophe, so it's Don't Tree Riddle. D O N T T. That's not a number. D O N T T R E R I D D L E. So that's me. If you want to add me on there, that's perfectly fine. I don't play any games online, but if you want to talk to me, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I, now I feel peer pressured. By one peer person. pressure? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> it's it's it, when only one person peer pressures you. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna follow Truman's valiant lead, um, I can always use more people to play with. Um, so I am Green Laser, which is G R E E N L A S E R. And everybody must recognize the Homestar reference. No, it's not. Green Laser. Green Laser Laser is not a Homestar reference. Blue Laser. Is the Homestar reference? Blue Laser is the Homestar reference. It's the Blue Laser! Green Laser, oh god, we are going to make a deep cut. (laughs) Green Laser is way back in, you know, like fourth grade or whatever, the first time I got online and needed to come up with a username. Uh Uh-huh. It was on the Star Wars forums. Oh, shit. Gives you some insight. And so I came up with Green Laser because it's like weapon of the enemy. (laughs) I I thought it was so cool and deep at the time. 
Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of, I'm too lazy to come up with anything else. <laughs> so, Did you want to know what, 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 I mean, not my first, because I think my first was like, I heart Sonic. <laughs> I, I less than three, like, this is yeah. like AOL screen name names, like days. Oh, I got on the Star Wars message boards before I was on AOL. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if I know what your Trunks. Rent REM Sonic. Yes, actually. Trunks REM <laughs> yes. Sonic. Trunks from the Dragon Ball Z days. REM because I really, really loved REM back in my middle school days. And then <laughs> Sonic because Sonic is everlasting. <laughs> Trunks REM Sonic, bitches. <laughs> I think I think we need your guys' like either either current PSN IDs or or original um or embar- screen names. embarrassing screen names. Yeah. In which case mine are one and the same. So. <laughs> Um, I think mine's um, Revenant 777, which uh-huh. um, I'm a big fan of, um, of folklore. <laughs> and um, in the study of folklore, just a Revenant is the name for like any sort of ghost or um, anything that returns from the grave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I had to pick something that sounded like I uh, came from, you know, uh, Counter-Strike. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. Is there an underscore between those or not? I think there is. I. I don't invite myself to games, so I <laughs> honestly have no idea. It's like when people ask you, What's like your, your address yeah. or something. Well, your address, you should. Well, <laughs> like, or like your age, oh, your shit. social security number, blood type. Very relevant. Actually, blood, blood type. I gave blood, and I have no idea what my. No, I, really? I know it's O. I don't know if it's plus or minus. Apparently, they're adding math to my blood now. A, a plus, like my GPA. <laughs> and you, Ben. Four point my- would be my um, BAC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would not be alive. Or GPA. <laughs> yeah. um, my PSN name is Merkill, a clever play on words, if I do say so myself. And then my embarrassing AIM screen name was either Anastasio Fan 05, because I like the band Fish. Fan was spelled P H. Or. The Body 3131 was my high school Because <laughs> those aspirations turned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you've been taking on Truman in SSX. I mean, oh, who's, God. who's been the better? Gosh, I haven't done um, direct score-to-score comparison yet because I've been mo- mainly focused on uh, some online events. Mm-hmm. So I have to go through and see. When when you do rivals, it only shows your, your one up, so the person directly in front of you. So I couldn't tell you overall who is who is better like uh, across all the tracks. I'll have to start doing that. So. I feel like there's a lot of evasion going on in this answer. <laughs> yeah. There's Maybe something true. to hide. There's something <laughs> being hidden. Well, you, you know. Uh, so the other game I've been playing. So Truman, you rock. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah the Dennis show has been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so also playing Ratchet and Clank, A Crack in Time. Um, it's a Ratchet and Clank game. It has some cool time puzzles. The end. It's, Does it have cool weapons? Uh, it's a Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank game. It do, no, it doesn't have cool weapons. That's no? the thing. Like really? The, yeah, I think 
they got to a point where they just started phoning it in. No, you know what happened? Is every weapon they introduced trying to be creative is really just a clone of a weapon they've done earlier. They've reached that point. So all their weapons are really crazy and innovative, but they were done in some form in an earlier Ratchet and Clank game. And that's the problem they run, they've run up against. So it's like the Drist effect. Eventually you become so successful that you're, you know, just copying off yourself yeah exactly True. so although yeah. my my idea for i think for this game they had a competition where you could write in and suggest what a new weapon should be and i'm not sure what's the one that actually won but my idea i never sent it in was the foyo like yo-yo only for foyo okay. and what you would do is you would you would think like tether onto uh, an enemy to capture and it would take a, a various amount of time to capture them based on how big they were and it would be harder to pull in the big ones, obviously. So think like a mini fishing game, if you will. Mm -hmm. But if you manage to pull in a big one, then you could use it like a yo-yo, throw it out at other en enemies. So larger enemies would obviously do more damage and, and you know be huge wrecking balls, as opposed to just the small little ones um, that were easy to pull in. That actually might be a weapon I would want to use the motion controls on. There you go. And, uh, once again, this is a deep cut, but folklore... <laughs> uh, I was thinking with the with yeah, the with yeah the, with the motion yeah. controls <laughs> was like See, for for our viewers we're now both like sitting here like <laughs> moving our hands like we're whipping a controller going yeah that thing that thing <laughs> and by talking about deep cut you're talking about the PlayStation launch title oh god 2007 that I never style. finished that was probably one of the first games I was such a completionist completionist that was one of the first games that i got through gamefly and also one of the first games that i never finished all i remember <laughs> is epic epic glasses yes. one one of the first games that i never finished okay. which i think says more about you than you intended it yeah <laughs> oh man it just gets easier and easier not to finish them you, you just start <laughs> having to, it's all about the next game that you cannot finish oh yeah all feeling just goes away you get numb anything for your next fix yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, that that game's fun. I'm slightly past where I played to before before the game got jacked. So that's that's not the uh, the DLC one. The DLC one was no, Quest, Quest for, Booty. for Booty was the was the first yeah. one that introduced the time travel. Uh, no, I don't remember any time travel in Quest for Booty. Okay, I find but, it funny the degree to which they insert innuendo in what is one of the most family friendly games well, I've ever played. Well, that's the that's like the the huge missed opportunity because most recent version of it is uh, all four one. Yeah, and, exactly. Which Come it, on. it should have been four play or foursome. <laughs> I consider four play to be the better one. I'm going to criticize fair, you fair. on that one. If we're going to be brainstorming around <laughs> this square table that we have here from IKEA, four play is the better <laughs> option for what they should have. If we're going to be brainstorming, you're not supposed to shoot shit down, Cole. Come on. No, no, I will. I will assert my dominance. So <laughs> this is not constructive brainstorming. Uh, what would you? So a crack in time is only innuendo in the like vaguest of like, ways. Crack. He's talking about asses. Yeah. So like that. Okay. Well, what was um, what was the what was the original one on PS3? Future. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Future. Tools of destruction. Tools of destruction. Which again, so kind of weak still. Tool, tool weak. Like, yeah. 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 But not like, but not up your arsenal. No, up right. your arsenal. Yeah. yeah, I mean up Quest your arsenal. That's 
Quest for Booty was also good. Yeah. That one was, a, I remember it being entirely passable and entirely <sighs> forgettable. So, <laughs> But yeah. Up Your Arsenal, that was like like vaguely something something you could search for on like Pornhub. So, <laughs> so going wait, wait. Likewise. let's be honest. You can search for anything on Pornhub. It's think, rule 30, what, 34? 34. We need to decide what kind of innuendo Ratchet and Clank is, though. Like, let's <laughs> let's just assume that that means something. Is referencing some dirty act. <laughs> to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave it. We need we need to define that. At so some so, point. so leave it to our viewers. Yeah. <laughs> so so you've gotten to the point where the game got ganked. I mean, has it gotten any better or worse since then? They've explained the central conceit of the game, which this is not a spoil spoiler, but the, it's something called the Great Clock, which is at the center of the universe. Oh yeah, I remember. That and, was uh, funny. So I've just gone through a part where they do a little exposition around what it is and why it exists and everything like that. So. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. The time puzzles I'm still very much in tutorial stage on, so, you know, I haven't gotten to the part where they could really start bending you. Really, it, I mean, on one side you could say it's a time puzzle, on the other side you could say it's a, like, recording yourself puzzle. They even go as far, like, the action is called recording yourself, so. Stage, stage five and braid. Uh, yeah, essentially, yep. Yeah. Only with multiple of those. So wow, could... that that's now going to be how we do time travel. <laughs> really, yeah, really. <laughs> Doctor Who, well, that's more like a, uh, no, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I don't know if it's going to be any good yet. They, they could get really twisted and sadistic and crazy with the puzzles or th that's the thing though, is it's the game I go to when I don't want to play something hard. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the time puzzles will do that. Cause when I want just a nice little fun game to play, that's not going to challenge me too much. I do Ratchet and Clank. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and then finally, and I guess I, this feels somewhat fitting for the, the type of games that we like to, to close out what we've played for 150, I have uh, started playing Silent Hill, the original. Yes, thank you. Can you put a siren in post-production? <laughs> yeah, like after he says that. Oh, yes. Put a marker down. <laughs> I'm actually recording this episode in Logic as opposed to Audio Hijack Pro by Rogue Amoeba, who should sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> So I put down Sorry. markers. So we'll put down we'll put down uh, Siren there. That's fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this this game um, is it's one of those, you know I'm playing it on my big TV in my living room, and I almost wish I was playing it on a smaller screen because it's to that awkward point where you know each little polygon and pixel is blown up so far. But honestly, that has no bearing on how good this game is. Like this is this has been an absolute. I, you can't call a Silent Hill game a pleasure to play. Like you can't, but it has been a great game and and does what it does very well. And the entire time I'm I'm playing it, thinking like, oh my god, this is the. F they weren't basing this off of anything. They weren't going off of any established tropes. Oh, correct me now. <laughs> He's holding it in. Alone in the dark. I mean, no, I, I, if I we mean, want to uh, go back, fun uh, enough. Uh, 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 <laughs> So unoriginal. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean to be a douchebag by doing that. I didn't mean, by the gestures I was making. No, but Silent Hill, like the oeuvre, was established with like Jacob's Ladder in Session Nine and stuff like that. Uh, okay, but, okay. The, but but like as far as video games go, like as far as like going for psychological horror as opposed to like Lovecraftian yes, or yes. or Romarian, you know, Romarian George Romero, like a uh, oh. Day of the Dead kind of. Oh, uh, okay, okay, like. Yeah. Marion. That sounds uh, so much more creating high. a lot of random uh, <laughs> violence and then pretending it has a deeper uh, 
sociological point. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So, so, you, so you're right. As far as video games, they were, they were the first ones to like really establish that territory. But mm. uh, but yeah, Silent Hill definitely. Okay. I, I apologize. I quibbled and I shouldn't have. It was a douchebag move. It's a no, this is, game and all that. And, but no, and, it, and your opinion is pure and your experience is pure. So you haven't experienced those other, th- those other things. Sure. Although I should lend you Jacob's Ladder because it's an amazing movie. Fair, fair enough. I, I will say that you know any of that stuff aside, the game has an incredibly strong sense of what it is. Um, you know, it, and it has a very, very strong identity, and um, and it kind of it, so playing this thing feels purposeful, um, and everything that you do, none of it feels like padding. It all feels intentional, which I really, really appreciate in a game, uh, and which I think you you don't see nearly as much as you should. We we talk about how many games should be four hours shorter. Um, and I think that's probably because you've got a great great mechanics, but not a great sense of purpose. And mm-hmm. Silent Hill has that. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's kind of a blunt intro. You, you know, arrive in creepy town and lose daughter. And go. I hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Your old trope. Um, but, and so, the first thing I'll, I'll say is that uh, Silent Hill has the widest streets in America, like each of those things takes a half hour to run across, <laughs> but it, it does give you this great sense of being lost and that everything is so isolated and so far apart um, that you're running through this this fog with this, and I'm doing air quotes now, snow um, that that you know it just feels endless. Even though there's a very clearly defined map from the beginning of the game, um, you know it, it feels like it's just kind of on and on and on forever. Uh, the the scares are, are pretty good. Um, it's definitely got that overall psychological feeling of unease to it. And I think that's that's what's impressed me is the the typical way that videos game video games go as you know not opposed to movies or as opposed to movies I guess you should say is that you know the sequels tend to improve and iterate and, and get better. And yes, Silent Hill 2 is like is does do that. But there's so much that one does right. Usually you play the original game and you're like, oh, this is great. I can't wait for the sequel where they can fix X, Y, and Z. Uncharted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hitman. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, pretty much any video game. And yet, uh, at least so far in Silent Hill, I haven't hit those points where it's just like, oh, that's bad. Um, The the best moment so far, so I'm like midway through the elementary school, which is like the first major locale that you get to. And, um, you know, I, I, um, my, my strategy in, in Silent Hill is go through door, hear scary noises, turn around and haul my ass back through that door as fast as possible, proceed to try every other door until I run out of doors or find a door with scarier sounds. <laughs> so that's, that's the it's way the I'm horror going. movie quick sort. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's the way I've been approaching this game. It's that's that's my keep your hand on the right right side of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more. It, it reminds me of the uh, the choose your adventures where you keep your hand in the page you were. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you keep the index card before you try the potion of blah blah blah. No. Oh gosh, I had a brief phase with those books, but I, I'm glad it was not any longer. The Goosebumps uh, books were really good. Yeah, they, in, in that regard, a number of them were. You turn into a sea monster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> but anyway, so so you get to the courtyard of the elementary school for the first time, and that's where you find to this point everything has been like vaguely animal type of monsters, and this is where you get attacked by your first humanoid monsters outside of that intro cutscene. Yeah. Um, and so I freak out and I'm gunning them down. I'm like ah, and then I stop and realize that oh my god, those are children. <laughs> Knife wielding abomination children, but I just gunned down a schoolyard full of kids. Monsters? Monsters? You thought they were monsters? Like, but there was that was holy shit moment of realization, right? Um, so that you know, and I expect many more of those moments to come as I as yeah. I play, but. Just high quality, high quality um, game so far. So you haven't been bothered by the aesthetics. You haven't been bothered by the low poly gout or the fact that like your guy looks like he's running with hemorrhoids. No, I have <laughs> noticed that the running animation is is decidedly <laughs> bad. But I think it's it's bad to the point where I can just dismiss it as part of an earlier game, uh, uh, earlier platform, and move on. It's yeah. And so that's the, you know if I. I almost feel like that's a barrier in when in the brief time I played Silent Hill Three. Thinking mm-hmm. about it now, is that it it looks good enough to where I recognize how it could have been better. To where this one is just like okay, that's the look, you know, and and I can move beyond it. And it adds maybe this is getting too deep into it, but it adds a layer of abstraction to everything that's going on that uh, that makes it all the more horrific. So yeah, but, so well. I I I'm not. I don't play many survival horror games. I I tend not to like stuff like that. But I've I've I actually have found myself playing more and more of them. So when to ask, but what 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 draws you to survival horror games? Like that seems kind of like a weird thing to be like. I want to be scared out of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. On it. So the the reason I'm playing Silent Hill One is because I went out and bought Silent Hill Three. The reason I went out and bought Silent Hill 3 is I was in a bad mood one day and wanted to nurse it. So I don't know if you can call that melancholy or whatever, but I was just like, I, you know, I was vaguely angry at something and I was, for some reason in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what sounds really good right now? Is playing a survival horror game. So for what, that's, that's what led me to it. And I've, you know, I, I don't always play it in a bad mood, but like that was, that was what led me to it. So make of that what you will. Proceed to analyze me. I. I don't know what to do with that, but that's that's the honest reason. I hate for... myself, so I'm going to do this to myself. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just know, um, you know, like playing Lone Survivor, stuff like that, I'm no surprise to you, like, have some, like, survivalist tendencies. <laughs> um, like, I, you know, people talk about having all these weird nightmares. I have one nightmare, and all of my nightmares are always being chased. Uh-huh. And so it's strange, because... Um, I found like survival horror games actually strangely uh, was it cathartic or whatever. Yeah, just um, sorry, I've been playing with the dictionary again. <laughs> um, but no, um, that's called that's called reading. It's reading. You don't play with the dictionary. You read ways. No, um, but no, like I I found it strangely like re- relaxing to be able to like do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that makes me. It's weird. to have your have your fears in a controlled setting. Suppose so. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that I mean, that's what that's what drew me to it. Uh, I think there's also a strong sense of, for some reason, in in that kind of horror genre, there's a more compelling sense of finding out what went wrong, and that's always that's always driven me. You know, when I watch horror movies, that's 
that's what it is is like what went wrong why are things this way and that's always such a powerful motivator that i feel like can immediately hook into you what? well with other genres you have to like start caring about the characters or you have to build a plot the the primal drive to understand what went wrong is somehow embedded i don't know like that that's always been very compelling it's like driving past a car yeah. crash you know and, and <laughs> no no i mean truly yeah. you know it's that you can't look away you know you have to verify you know what happened you put yourself in a moment in time like like literally a moment in time and it's what happened before this to lead me to this and then what happens after this so, I mean, Silent Hill, it puts you into this car crash moment where it's like, okay, here's everything that happened before this, but there's more to it than I recognized. And what happens after this, which is I need to find my daughter, and that's the only goal, and the past informs the future. And everything else kind of follows that, which is this idea, this dramatic ideal of, you know, status quo, then interruption. You take any drama class, you're going to find out every single play, every single work of literature is status quo, then interruption, and then everything that follows after it. So that's why I like survival horror games, is because it does have that like level of unanswered question, that level of unanswered, you know... It's closer to games being as text, and that's because mm. adventure games died off. You know, <laughs> I, blame my, I blame my early encounters with Maniac Mansion and Monkey Island... Uh, for my love of of survival horror, um, you know. So, one thing I was thinking of when you're talking about the the purposeness of like uh, Silent Hill and like how everything that they do is like intentional. For some reason, that reminded me of Resident Evil Four. Like how oh, yeah? every like item that you pick up, like there was a thought process behind it, or you know, like it's referential to something else in the storyline, you know. So I I thought that was just interesting in my mind. It's like those are two Japanese survival horror games that they put a good amount of thought in, and it, it makes it more interesting, you know. But I mean, just all of them are offshoots off of the off of the adventure genre, which is a you know mm-hmm. these highly designed, highly linear experiences that they are tending to walk you through. You, you, you know that that just it, it doesn't make any difference whether it's Silent Hill, whether it's whether it's Resident Evil Four, whether it's Silent Hill Four, or whether it's you know Maniac Mansion. You know, it's somebody creating this experience for you to walk through and trying to manufacture these emotions in you. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's true. Like Silent Hill, if you break it down, is get red key for red door, get yeah. blue key for blue door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. It does a great job, and I think I was I was thinking about this before, and so I'll, I'll talk about it now. Is that the map that you have in the game does such a great job of giving you an idea of where to go next or what to look for without feeling like it's forcing you down a path? Um, and so I think it, it does that very well, and, and dresses up in so many ways that adventure game style of just kind of progressing through. Yeah, I mean, and that holds true throughout the series. The map in Silent Hill is another character. It tells you where to go. It tells you where you have been and like, oh, here's this thing. X, mark, yep. <laughs> circle, all this. You know, any kind of any kind of clue that it gives. It's a constant reference point as opposed to being like a latter-day telltale kind of thing where it's like, press the right button to get the hint to go to here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been playing. And yeah. Silent Hill is, I think you said about a ten hour game, and I'm an hour and a half into it. <laughs> you're still like you're still early, like so you 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 you've traveled over into the other world of the school. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay. So, so you go to the other world. It, it gets dark. Air quotes again. 
um, <laughs> um, when you leave the first house that you go through. And so I think that's yeah. when you hit the other world. But yeah, so I'm, I, I found that I'm not able to play it for more than, uh, you know, a half hour or so at a time. Not, not able to play it like emotionally or just like, you know, attention span wise? No, emotionally. Like okay. it's just, and I think it's also, I, I go back and forth between getting really absorbed in one game and being really eclectic between others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm in that eclectic stage right now. So, yeah. but that's what I've been playing. Huh. I, you you mentioned it being ten hours long. That that is something I found really interesting about the survival horror genre. Is I find like I get to like the end of the game or a major point of it, um, like in Alan Wake the next day, mm-hmm. and it's very weird. It's like it's only been an hour or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like that the the time dilation. Have Have you played Amnesia, David? Um. Amnesia, no, no, Am- I've not actually. By the by, the Penumbra guys. Is that the uh, spiders or sand spiders? That is not any kind of spiders. That is like wasn't cra- Penumbra crazy- like lots of spiders? Yeah, that was plenty of spiders. But uh, like Amnesia was like you know crazy Lovecraftian homunculi kind of stuff. Oh, okay, no, no, I've yeah. not done it. No, play that. That is a fantastic game. See, no, I think Scariest what it was is um, <laughs> I was told you can't kill the enemies, and that tends to be. No, no, it's all flight. It's all flight. And when you See, and when you, and when you said that like all of your all of your nightmares are being chased, I was about ready to rattle off like four games that you could play. See, like but, Amnesia, but what I tend Haunting to... Ground, Clock Tower. See, but my thing is, I tend to strongly dislike if I can't. Like <sighs> that part of that is at least having the option to mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. No, like, like like Amnesia, honestly, is one of the best games in the past. Yeah, I've years. I've really heard like like Grant, like I should play it because I've really mm-hmm. heard it. Um, I've heard what I've been told is not not only is it scary, but it does. I've heard it does a particularly good job of setting up where you realize you realize that you're screwed and shit's about to go down like a couple minutes before. <laughs> shit yeah you know like i've heard it does a a good deal a lot of the things where like you'll suddenly realize that something's very wrong with the situation but mm-hmm. but not necessarily be being attacked at that moment like if we were to do like a watch out for fireball slash video games hot dog like assignment style thing i would say amnesia would be the first one that all of us should play because like if we're gonna talk if we're gonna talk about survival horror games and because I am the you know, the visionary behind this product, we are going to talk about survival <laughs> horror games. Um no amnesia is like the best example of that. So Although I would have to counter with um oh, Stalker. Just what what you can do with no scripting. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no, no, I'll have to check that out because it's down to like what, they'll they'll give you money on Steam for <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Okay, so uh, we're rounding the corner here, uh, and I need to ask you guys, what's on your mind? 150. It's a trap! <laughs> 150 episodes 150 on episodes, that's on yeah, my mind, yeah. too. Like, it's true. I was going to talk about, like, they, they pushed uh, the Resident Evil 6 uh, uh, release date up uh, from November 20th, my birthday. Woohoo! 
um, to being October the 2nd, which makes it much less significant to me. I think I'm not going to like this game as much as I thought I was going to. Um, <laughs> it's already disappointed me. So, and so... They, they took away the four coal subtitle. Which is just... <laughs> Resident Evil 6, four coal. Why do they spell it weird? Who cares? Um... <laughs> it's weird. To this day, I still can't spell coal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's one of those things, like, how often is a game pushed up as so wait, opposed wait. to being pushed back? Until you were 18, were you a coal miner? <laughs> Sorry, I've known him, I've known you for what five years now, and that's yeah. just coming to me. <laughs> See, that that does surprise me though, because that's like not normally how it goes. Like, yeah, I mentioned I played the um, beta uh, Diablo three, and like something that I realized that was subconsciously bothering me was the fact that it hasn't been pushed back. And I'm like. <laughs> Is this really going to be a good game? I mean, they haven't had delays. How can it be good? Are you saying that Diablo 3 wasn't pushed back? Well, it's been 11 years since Diablo 2, son. In in a non-Duke Nukem-esque sense, which, again, does not bode well. Yeah. Yeah. Blizzard is Latin for it's done when it's done. Right. And so so is Valve, but okay. So is it still co-op? Uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. It's like co-op, and it's set in China, and it's like they changed the controls to be more friendly, which is good. Um, that's all That's all that I know about it from reading headlines shortly before we recorded this. So wait, this is like <laughs> Army of Two, then. Their second sequel was in China. The controls were a little better. <laughs> a little more friendly. I wouldn't know. Oh, was, Army of Two are, is the most... Underrated series, so many, so much good times poured into that game. See, it, it to me is one of the most interesting takes on. This is the this is the podcast for mentioning random games we haven't been playing and going <laughs> off on tangents on them. Um, it's for me one of the most interesting like arguments in the whole like what do more choices look like in games? In that it it's the game that strikes me as what happens. When you put in more choices without fully considering what happens when a player chooses the evil option. <laughs> so, like, it very much comes across like they're, like, they came up with a whole bunch of, like, really good things the characters can do to show that they're good people. And then didn't at all consider <laughs> that people might choose the exact opposite. <laughs> So it's like, you know what would be really show that they're actually some nice guys? If they saved, like, a six-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the converse being this... Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, no, they also well, had... What are we going to do for that other option? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, they, I also remember the moral choices they'd make so convoluted that it would look like there was a really clear good and bad option, but then there were so many twists... It, after you chose whatever option, it's like, oh, you save the six-year-old kid, but he's actually going to grow up to be Hitler. And you, like, <laughs> you enabled him. Yeah. It's like the Twilight Zone. How many Hitlers are there? Like every six-year-old kid I've saved has been Hitler. <laughs> my my favorite was the the tiger. That that was just weird. Oh God. Or or the two outcomes with the tiger. We we chose not to kill the tiger. Um, and. Yeah. It, like, escapes, and some guy's, like, looting, like, some store at gunpoint. 
and he like gets in his car and like the tiger is in the back seat and that's how it ends so it's, it's like, like Jurassic Park yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're the force of karma <laughs> yeah. no like but the, the two most uh, disturbing ones were the, the little kid one and then the um, oh like stopping the dude from raping a chick well, yeah. You where, 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 where? It's weird because, like, where it's weird because, like, you have an option to not stop raping well, well, somebody. Well, because it's weird because, like, it very much like sets it up like stopping him is the right choice. Like, like even in the because lead, you're stopping well, somebody. Well, no, from no, but, no. But I mean, like, even even the like the lead up. Um, in most of them, the lead up. Um, to, like, the moral choice is, like, them discussing, like, whether, you know, what they should do. Where in this one, they're, the lead-up to that is, like, them being freaking creeped out and, like, we need to stop this. Like, it's very much leading into then you stopping it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it just very much comes across, like, they never thought through the fact that there's an option B. But don't don't they spin it, then, to that she's, like, some sort of evil assassin? Yeah, like, she's actually... It's like, it's, it's still not okay yeah, it's to like not really trying to say. I don't, I don't think that I could have a worse taste on my mouth. There's a video game out there that suggested that somebody being raped is a good thing? See, and, and well, that's, that's a, the thing that's we didn't so try I guess what's options, so weird about it is it's one of those things where, like, we chose the the you know the good choice and okay. it plays out and it's like not it sets up for that so it's not till afterwards i was like wait a minute did i just have the option not to do that yeah yeah it's maybe it's maybe it's like some of those uh nintendo games are notorious for this where uh you'll get to a point and it's like gives you a, it'll say like oh do you want to do xyz and it's like yes or no but no you clearly have to say yes but that must yeah, but but that must exactly. Yeah, but so. that must. <laughs> or like, but yeah, that if, must. So. <laughs> uh, I like how you said at the beginning of the episode you're gonna ha- be happy that there's no over talk in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least with this game, there. I mean, granted that the last example seems not cool. Yeah, yeah. But at least, at least they're trying to do a little bit of subser- subversion with the uh, moral choice. Like, because uh, I was thinking of uh, Infamous, the first oh, God, Infamous yeah. game. The moral choices were like the flattest things ever. It was, and it, and the way they would he would think about it beforehand, it would like literally like here are your two choices. All right, do this, get this, do this, get this. Like at least here, there's a little bit of. A surprise to it. It's kind of like you're opening a magic chest or something, but... Infinite... Infinite... <laughs> Infinofinous? Infamous is interesting for me for being the game with probably the best more choices I've ever had, and also the worst, in that on the one hand, the actual more choices were just brain-dead like stupid, but on the other hand, like, there were numerous times where, like, I would be halfway through, like, preparing the, like, power bomb into the ground ability or, like, some other, like, major ability, realize that there was, like, a civilian there and stop. Yeah. So, like, in terms of the actual gameplay, in terms of, like, being this, you know, like, pseudo-godlike figure and having to make sure you don't accidentally step on people... 
I think it's actually probably also the best game I've ever played for more choices. Mm-hmm. And as far as your actual actions right. having an effect, right? On yeah. like in incident incidental characters, though. I mean, and, and this is this is me uh, with 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 my planescape infecting everything that I do, but tormenting it. Yeah, tormenting everything that I do, <laughs> um, which is like every single thing that you do. If you make the wrong choice, you will feel bad about it for a couple of days. <laughs> so it's like difficult for me to like contextualize this because because it's 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 different. It's different in a game that's mostly text-based versus a game that is, like, where the consequences are rendered in polygons and, you know, like a meter that goes up and down, <laughs> you know. So Resident Evil 6, it's coming out early. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard about that somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to come out early. It has better controls, and I guess somebody was named, I don't know. Yeah, what are the, what's the better controls issue? Because I thought the way they Straight did this... Thing. I thought the way they did four and five was like excellent controls. Like, yeah, no, revolutionary I, 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 well, no, they were re- they were revolutionary for the series. Um, they were revolutionary for the series, but the the problem was they weren't revolutionary for the entire third person shooter genre, which they had invented and then quickly got surpassed by. Oh, so, shit. I think, is it going to have a stop and pop cover system? Well, I mean, <laughs> five kind of did, right? <sighs> Well, no, no, but the, but they're, they're making up a cup boulders. The, the, like, that's but, all you need to know. The, <laughs> when you gotta move a boulder, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't beaten it. God damn it! Um, <laughs> that is that is the biggest. The boss fight the is a boulder. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I, I, I like the I. This was just me, literally, and reader, just looking through and like seeing stuff to talk about. But I guess you can you can move and shoot at the same time, which like does change a lot because That's not like, Resident Evil then. Because like the, like the big thing was like the game was entirely paced around the fact that you had to stop and take aim in order to yeah, shoot. Yeah, and that seems more realistic. You yeah, know? like. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's in agreement then. Okay, so there's nothing more to talk about. It's just weird. They're just caving to pressure. They're pre- they're paving to gears of war, bro. Pressure. What? Pressure. See, I feel that? a little the pressure. <laughs> the pressure. I feel the pressure in here. <laughs> See, I I feel a little bit cheered in that I played a little bit of Resident Evil Four, um, but mainly played like Resident Evil Five, and I feel like I missed. A lot of, of like, I don't know. A lot, a lot of the the scary stuff in it that just was what made Resident Evil good. Yeah, you know, I I remember reading forum posts where people would make make um, you know jokes about whether there were going to be like crows in Resident Evil Five, and just people's response just being like, "Dude, not cool." <laughs> You know, just I, I, I feel like I've missed out on like the game, the series back when it was scary and not just like Evil Dead style. Like personally, I mean, like it's weird for me to talk about Resident Evil at all because I feel so alienated from the series at this point. Like the last game that really resonated with me, and it was was Code Veronica. Hmm. That was that was a decade and a goddamn half ago. So. Not not fair for. I like four. I mean, it's good, but okay, it wasn't. Okay. I mean, it, it was. It was. It was like tense and it was like exhausting, but it was. I mean, I I wasn't as scared as I was in Code Veronica. Okay, you, you know. Yeah. So so it's difficult for me. Like I, I treat every every Resident Evil game as a really good game and as like a, as like a curiosity as a, and as an extension of this narrative that I was, you know, really invested in. You know, a while ago. 
but for me it's it's more of an obligation to play it which makes me sound really negative when <laughs> sounds very joyless for you <laughs> he's just mad because it's not his birthday anymore <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I was thinking about earlier when you were talking about how uh, survival, survival horror games, uh, how they the pacing, like an hour later it'll be daytime or whatever. Resident Evil 4, that's what I liked about the game, is you start off, it's daytime, it gets to night pretty quickly, but then the entire game is just that night that you spend. Yeah, sure. And it matches up, because the game's about 12 hours long or so, you know, thereabouts. <laughs> the game's about 30 hours long, yeah. Is it 30 hours long? I swear <laughs> I beat it the day before. <laughs> it's, it's, like a jo- it's like a joke for me to say that Resident Evil is like 26 hours long, because I think that's how long it took me to beat it. Okay. But you're right, it, it, it is relatively real time. But yeah. But it is too long. It could it could go with being 20, 20% shorter. Oh, you think so? Oh, mostly in the castle Maybe. segment, yeah. Oh, see, I like the castle segment. I was like the, the island. The mines. I don't like the mines. Okay, yeah, the mines yeah, the, are the, kind of... The, the mines and the island. Let's say 10% off of both of them. We'll call it a deal. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's shake <laughs> them. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. I'll see, I feel like Resident Evil 5, it was just once you got inside, and, like... Things dropped off. Once the, I haven't got past like the super racist part, so um, <laughs> once the opening credits, it just got really bad after that. <laughs> oh, see, I, I really liked the game. Like I, I felt like unfortunately, the game was scary when it was messing with you. Um, in terms of like the co-op parts, because like early on, you're in the city, and there were like several points where like you would have to separate. And then one player would get ambushed. And, like, it truly was, like, that was the only time where it actually got kind of scary or whatever. Or, like, one character's having a chainsaw guy chase them. Stuff like that. (laughs) But then, like, at some point, they just stopped, you know, messing with you. Stopped, you know, stopped doing anything with that. And it just became, like... That was... The other thing that they did in the very, like, very first level, they just put you into this kind of arena area... And just throw hordes and hordes of crazed people, mm-hmm. culminating in one of the chainsaw guys, or like one. Of, it was like an executioner style axe wielding guy, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that was like frantic and scary and like just overwhelming and just great. And they never did it again <laughs> throughout the entire course of the game. They did it once for that opening scene and did not do it again. Like you just and demonstrated that you could do it. It was in the demo showing how much fun this could be. And then you're going to abandon it. And that's just a repeat of what they did in Resident Evil 4. Because at the beginning, yeah. when you're in the village, you know, and they do the exact uh, same thing. Where... True. Although, it, it's a little bit different in that, like, this one was much more blatantly, like, get a horde after you. But but it was, it was the same basic idea. What I like about the, the fourth one is they try and make you think that you can sneak around the town, you know, and... They don't, you know, like you're not, you don't alert them at first, but then, uh, yeah, things start getting scary. So yeah, no, they get scary real quick in four. No, that's a, I yeah, see. Game. See, I feel like it's a Twilight Zone episode with five for me because, like, I I probably played through like the fourth chapter, which is right after you leave the Oonga Boonga. Like, we're gonna have masks and spears and like. Like you're gonna feel weird about black people for a while. Chapter <laughs> into like the oil refineries, but like okay, because yeah. I have it on Xbox three, Xbox 360, I don't have an awful lot of people. There's a plane passing. I'm sorry. Um, I don't have an I don't have an awful lot of people I can play it with. So I feel like I need to go and buy it on PS3 so I can play it with one of you guys through to completion. 
I don't want to play it again. I think also <laughs> I, I lent it to somebody too. I lent it to Aaron Snedden. Oh, if, he, if he's listening. But uh, yeah, so I haven't got it back from him. Okay, no. So like, I just—it's one of those things where like I I want to beat it because like I'm like legitimately interested in like the story with Wesker and with Jill. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm interested in what happens with that. You know, because like I've been playing this game since I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know? See, I feel like that's the other thing that's kind of interesting to me is I don't know um, who any of the characters involved in. Oh, that, that was so, me, like, yeah. I didn't care about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that made it that made it much more easy for us to just enjoy it as an action game, though, I feel like. Right, like, yeah. and, and also probably... Probably the plot line was a lot more like actually a mystery when it's supposed to be a mystery to us, <laughs> yeah. because we don't know if like some random characters. So, so you 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 had never done any Resident Evil before. No. I I done like I done actually about through I beat I beat the the chainsaw level in um. Resident Evil 4 and that's I don't a, I don't consider that to be like Resident Evil. You've never right, played right. any Resident Evil 4 or Resident Evil 4. Right. Okay. Um I I played um uh first like level and a half of Outbreak. Okay. That is also not Resident Evil. I'm sorry. Right. No, yeah. but it's good. I wish it was still like around like cuz that's But a, that that's <laughs> that's at least Resident Evil back when they had zombies. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had to, I had to stop playing Resident Evil Five. There's the reason that I stopped playing Resident Evil Five was because I was playing it um, a couple of falls ago, and while I was playing, I got a text message from a girl that I used to go out with saying like, "Hey, I'm engaged." <sighs> I am now going to be sad for four months and never play this game again. Start playing Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> got a great solution for a bad mood for you. Huh? <laughs> So yeah, that's why I stopped. Yeah, I need to go beat it again because it's been a couple of years. It's fine. I don't have uh, to say the 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 Roid Rage man like that 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 struck me as very weird. You mean Chris? Yeah. Okay. Like what? Like my understanding. Beefcake Redfield. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So does anybody else have anything on their minds? I I don't think this is very newsy, but I I mean Nintendo posted huge losses. Oh, so many losses. Quarter. Yeah, so I think it was to the tune yes. of three hundred and fifty million dollars, um, and don't quote me on that; I could be wrong. At three hundred fifty somethings, um, <laughs> and I, I don't know. It just got me thinking about their whole like the Wii U is coming out, and absolutely no one seems to care. It feels like they've like everyone who's bought would buy a Wii U has already bought a Wii, and that's more than enough for them. If you could, if you could get a Wii U style peripheral for the Wii, then maybe you would have a market. But I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm I'm worried about Nintendo. See, I'm it, actually rooting against Nintendo. Um, <laughs> in my mind, the sooner they go Dreamcast style, the better. The sooner, the, the, like the sooner they go Sega style, like when, let's get out of the hardware game, <laughs> right. and just go into software, right? Okay. Huh. Yeah. Just because, I mean, blatantly, the only reason, I'll, the only reason, definitely gamers, um, if you exclude, like, people who buy it for, like, uh, Wii Fit, but, I mean, I think to a large degree, most people, the only pe- reason people buy a Wii is for the exclusive software. With, for it's, Nintendo publishers. Right, it's, it's basically, it's vendor locking. Yeah, I guess. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. 
Now, I, I would feel sad if Nintendo got out. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's baseless nostalgia. Um, but this E3 really feels like it's make or break for them. Oh, yeah. Right? Because, I mean, I, like, okay, I'll admit, I was really excited about the Wii U when they announced it last year around this time. So we're going to get close to, like, the one year, like, here's the progress that we've made on this. I was excited, but then I was brought back down to earth by everybody else who was more realistic about it than I was. Well, don't you own an iPhone? <laughs> Son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Flip a goddamn table. <laughs> no, that, no I, just... I, I, I want to point out if you did that, I would gain so much respect for you. <laughs> but all of my apples. Flip the studio, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, just like, I just, I was like, okay, cool. I can see the potential behind this. I can see why people would want this, and I can see how Nintendo could use this really to their advantage but then i saw all the limitations behind it so i think that nintendo you know this this year is really make or break for them right they're the first to the market which works so great for sega in 1999 (laughs) um i still like would buy a dreamcast just played power stones that like still was one of the best games i've ever played i got dreamcast you know i just it's just one of those things they're they're i mean Mm, man, I don't know. It's all about regrets and buying, and what do I regret buying, and all that. I don't regret my Dreamcast at all. And will I regret my Wii U? I, it just depends on how good the Mario games are. So you're you're resigned to buying this? You're... <laughs> Maybe it depends on how good the Mario games are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel like yeah. I, I just said it earlier that they they kind of tapped out their casual market. And I don't think the casual market's going to go for the Wii U. So handhelds are in i mean this was proven right with the 350 million dollar losses behind the 3ds um handhelds are headed towards you know smartphones yeah, See, yeah. Um, i mean we've, we've been saying this for fucking ever yeah i'm not saying anything <laughs> revolutionary See, I've, here but i've yet to play a good smartphone game infinity blade 2 cut the rope <laughs> draw something i, I just they're, they're, they're playing See, see but I, maybe maybe this is different, but I generally, on handheld games, played them for the games that were designed based on you're going to be able to play this a lot, a lot of places, so let's make a really, really long, really complex game, as opposed to we're going, you're going to be playing this on the go, so let's make an arcade game. And it seems like the hand, the the smartphone tends towards the arcade. You were playing, you were playing console games that were adapted towards like you might be playing this on the John, right? <laughs> no, no, and then like I'm entirely the same way. Yeah. Like the last game that I played, I mean, I spent like a month playing uh, uh, the last window on on my on, you know, on my DS, which is an amazing sure. adventure game. Any kind of visual novel game, I mean just the DS is fantastic for that. Right. The only reason that I haven't bought a three DS is because there hasn't been there hasn't been a good visual novel game released for it. I thought right. you were gonna say a good Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> well no there there has been a good Mario game for it, but I mean you know, whatever. Visual novels that's my sure. bread that's yeah. my bread and yeah. butter. Phoenix Raid, Hotel Dusk, yep. um, you know, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. 
the sequel was just announced, not just announced, but several months ago, and they're going to be releasing here. When that comes out, I'm going to buy a second, I'm going to buy a current-gen handheld game just to play the sequel to Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. But there is that divide. There's that difference between these, you know, these experiences that are like, this is a console, but you can play it on a John, versus right. this mm-hmm. is something that is designed exclusively to be played on the John. I think there's a place for both in everybody's lives, but it depends on how much the console had a, a role in your life before that. Sure. Speaking speaking of Phoenix Wright, that has now replaced um, the Stephen King Dark Tower series as <laughs> the thing that I keep on my bedstand and play a little bit every night. That or so I, I do one of two things before I hit this accurate night. I'll either play a little bit of Phoenix Wright or I'll I'll do a little bit of writing. Did one you of the two. Did, did, so, did, did you finish Dark Tower? Yeah, a while ago. You didn't oh, know this? No, because well, we haven't talked ago. about it. Like okay. we need to have an off like an off mic discussion. I will, about I will it. tell you because, because, because I don't want to ruin it. I did once you got to the part where he's like, you really don't want to read any further. I uh-huh. didn't read any further. So. <sighs> Fuck, why? No. Oh, that was a red herring. No, but now you know there's another book to read. It's like right? What? There's another book to read. There's a book that takes place between between Wizard and Glass and Song of Susanna. Not Song of I Susanna. I saw there was like a... Wait, wait, so at some point you tell she not to read anything? Yeah, no, he says, he says like, if you want to continue liking the series, don't continue reading any further. Reminds me of House of Leaves, A little bit, yeah. In that... Is it <laughs> in in the that... Book? It's in the book. He says, like, hey, metatextually Stephen King inserts himself into the book and says, like, hey, you might not want to continue reading this. Which, if you though there's, there's a... like, meta-Stephen King inserted into the book, and then there's... Stephen King inserting with the text. But, I mean, basically, he's very self-aware. At least I thought. Yeah. Very no. self-aware and is like, hey, I'm really horrible at any stories. This is the point that I felt I should stop at. But I know fans are going to be really mad if I don't <laughs> see this through. Yeah. For me, this is the end of the book. And Which I would love it if so many more video games did that. I would love it if so, if so many more video games were like, if you feel like this needs to end, go ahead and end it if you want to. But if you don't, then like don't just go ahead and put it down. Maybe okay. Like maybe is, I mean, does it do like the the pseudo like cliffhanger thing? Or? No, it's not. It's like I read it. I was like, holy crap! That's that's the perfect time to end next chapter. Mm-hmm. Stephen King, like this is where I want to end it. I'm going to go on for all the people who will whine and bitch that that's where I ended it. But so so, so it's no, like it's, the Mass Effect three approach. <laughs> so, I don't do not fucking spoiler that for me. No, oh, no, no, but I, but, I but mean, the I but, but the but the eighth book that went through the keyhole that that <laughs> that, is, that that is <laughs> that inserts itself between between book four and book five. Can but, I read? Can but, I read but, that without reading yes. the end of the first book? Yeah, it is. It is literally between Wizard and Glass and Wolves of the Kaya. There's also like a I saw in a store there was like a graphic novel series for. Oh yes, yeah. and 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 that is all pre Gunslinger. Okay. Okay. I am so sorry for this side yeah. of the room. Um, but this yeah, is where we, you disagree with everything we just said. Not disagree, but just don't know. Yeah. Which you should, because they're really good books. The same thing. Um, but, but, but but Phoenix Wright has taken over for you. Yeah. For, so that's, for, for like pre pre bedroom materials. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. To on tangent. I, I, I think what it comes down to is um the handheld represents the what consoles would be like if they fit into my lifestyle the way PCs do. Really? Yeah. So. Like, I have trouble playing PC games for me because, like, I sit in front of a PC all day to do work. See, and I'm the other way around. I play games. I can successfully play games on PC because they're there. Oh. And I I don't like having to, like, get up, turn the... You know, I... 
I just like I like being able to like just you know get done with something, start up whatever. Yeah, like like, like for me, I'm just I, like looking at the very same screen. Like for me, playing Torment, even though Torment is a, is an amazing game, it's been difficult for me to play a PC game because like that is the screen that that is the same screen that I look at like spreadsheets on and like mm-hmm. and I I read emails where people are really mad at me on. <laughs> <laughs> so. I need a break. Time for some torment. <laughs> time, time to feel real sad. <laughs> Who else has something on their mind? Nothing? No news? I mean, it's like right before E3, so so we don't like, like everybody. everybody's holding their cards close to their chest. Do you think Diablo any, 3? I was going to say, what's going to be announced at E3 that it's going to be like earth-shattering, you know? Do we think there's going to be a new console? I mean... Because that's up in the air. I mean, yeah. there there have been plenty of rumors recently. I keep but... hoping not. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many developers that said like we're just starting to get really good at the current set of consoles. Actually, uh, I I am hoping that Valve is actually making a console. I'm I'm. It's okay. Okay, so wait, you you don't hope that Valve is making a new game. You're hoping that Valve is making a Steam box. Well, haven't they said they are? They're... Let me no, they said they're that. making goggles. For, they're, for the, they're, they're for like, the they're very like, first time, they're hiring people with my with my major. They're they're hiring people to make hardware. <laughs> yeah. So let let me change that. I I hope for a scenario that might allow me to work there <laughs> because I am a fanboy. Okay, so I will send the link forward to my contacts there. I met them at GDC a couple years ago. They'll remember me. It's fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but they, they, like haven't they said like oh we're making this hardware thing, but that then turned out to be like goggles or something. And I mean, I honestly I, I haven't really followed for all my joking about being fair. Well, I think it'd be hilarious if they made a console <laughs> just because they're known as like the anti-console company. Well, I mean, I've said this for a while that it'd be awesome if there was a Steam box that they released every year, and it was like this will play. The one game that is the most high spec and everything before this, you can play it before then. So, like, if I bought the Crisis 2 box, I would be able to play every single game I would ever want to play. So, you're, ad- you're advocating a console with a one-year life cycle? Uh, maybe, but, like, the games that I want to play generally in the, PC, in, the P- in the PC sphere have come out in the past 20 years. So that doesn't really matter so to me that much. Do you think that they could feasibly make a console like that? That they could sell where it wouldn't be a complete loss? Like, for, say for, like, to run Crisis, you know? Like, do you think they could sell a console that would run the Cry 3 engine now and sell it for a price that wouldn't, like, kill them? Well, what... I don't know. It's, uh, well, it's... I, I, I'm going to cut you off. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, David, but, yeah. it's, but it's the Kindle theory, Right. The, the the Kindle, I mean, it's an awesome device on which to read games, right? But, or mm. not, I'm sorry, it's an awesome device on which <laughs> I, I'm I'm so sorry, it is very late. Um, it's an awesome device on which to read books, right? But that isn't why Amazon sells it. They could do it out of the goodness of their hearts all day, all day long. But when you buy a Kindle, you're buying a vending machine. Yep. Okay. You're buying a device upon which you can purchase these ten dollar books mm-hmm. that, you know, thirty percent of that goes to Amazon every time you buy something that you will read on that. Same thing goes for Apple with, you know, any of their devices where you buy an app for it. Thirty percent of it goes to them. So you buy Instapaper, thirty thirty percent of it goes to you buy, 
you know, you buy Infinity Blade, 30% of that goes to goes to Apple. I would think that Steam, if they arranged some kind of, you know, some kind of deal where you could only, if this was a locked down walled garden box where Valve and Steam could be like, okay, this is a Steam box. And when you boot it up, it boots into our own custom Linux OS where it just gives you Steam and it just gives you the option to play games. And every game that you bought, we got a cut of that. I think that they could sell it at a profit because they're complementing their competition. They're complimenting their compliments. So we sell this we sell this hardware at a loss because we know that you're going to be buying these games at a huge gain to us and at a huge gain to publishers. Mm-hmm. So I could see them doing that to a to you know to a pretty feasible extent. And I could see that being pretty, you know, I mean pretty friendly, except for the fact that like people have generally moved on from PC games. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'd be interesting, it'd be interesting to see what a console would cost if you um, just made it play games, took out the like let's pl- watch Blu-ray videos and stuff like that, and just had it be about games. Yeah, less about conquering the uh, living room and more about like let's play games. Do you want to button it up? Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do a look forward? Are we? Are we gonna? Hmm? You said something about a look forward earlier. No, no, I just like it was... We should do a preview of the next 50 episodes. Next 50 episodes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> episode 179, Cole's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a junior situation. Find out who the father is in episode 200. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just... DNA evidence. <laughs> I, I I intend to hit two hundred. I don't, I don't Hells, know. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but well, so it's one know. year in the future. Mm, just about. I mean, with yeah, as many episodes we miss. <laughs> you forget about when we get picked up for syndication. Ah, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> when we sell out. <laughs> when we sell out. <laughs> No, I mean, if you if you have ideas for what you would like to see in the future, I mean, you can email us at don'tyourriddle at duckfeed.tv, duckfeed.tv slash contact, um, any of that, you know, I mean, just what you would like to hear, you know, what, what this amounts to for us is is an opportunity to talk with each other as as friends and as people who, you know, kind of share a common hobby and a common passion and I hate to say it, but you're kind of tertiary to the to, 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 to the arrangement. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <mad> suckers. <laughs> Secondary, at the very least. We always no. have to remember to alienate the audience. Exactly. Oh, that's, right. oh, deep that's, the first, yeah. that's the first rule. That's the first rule. We have to alienate you. No, but I mean, if if, if there's more that we can do, you, you know, just uh, to, to tell us. Otherwise, we're going to keep doing the same stuff, and we're going to do it whether or not you listen. For every podcast, I guess I will. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just I'm 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 happy that you know you're listening to us. That's that's really I mean honestly all that matters to me that and that we're having a good time together. That you know that's that that's what I aspire to having a good time and having people listen. So you know that's not bad for a buck fifty, right? Hell no. Butter it up. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I felt like that was button up. It's like, yeah, I I feel like we, you know, the the whole cut off twenty percent earlier. Damn it! Sorry, I broke my unreal. <laughs> so so that was episode number one hundred and fifty of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, the special live episode here in the new studio, the very echoey studio. I'm the only person here with headphones, so I'm the only person who can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But if you want to get more of this, you can go to duckfeed.tv. You can do a search uh, for anything uh, that you would like to see if we have uh, talked about. Uh, and uh, if there's a game that you like, you can see if we liked it. If, you, if there's a game you don't like, you can see if we don't like it. You know, all of that. It's all good. You can hear trains in the background. It's all fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from there, you can also find our listing on iTunes. You can leave us a rating or a review. It would be a nice little anniversary gift for uh, our 150th episode if you gave us a rating or a review. Very, very much appreciated. Helps us out. Uh, tremendous deal. Is that the rule? Like 150th anniversary is the review anniversary. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. It's right. It's right after the mahogany episode on the 140th. Uh, Not many people know it. They don't get that. Yeah, no, no. They they don't get it. You'd be surprised how hard it is to fashion microphones out of mahogany. (laughs) Only hobbits know how to do it. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then after that you can just uh you can tweet us i am at cole ross that is k-o-l-e r-o-s-s um at d furia d-f-u-r-i-a i'm at merkelizer did you see my tweet no no i need to pull <gasps> it up though Let's real live real live this thing about no, twitter wait. is so easy to miss stuff i need to get a twitter that, that's that's my new year's resolution what ethnic okay. group have you so, 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 so Ben's bi yearly toot on Twitter reads You better come correct, son. Otherwise you're just fronting. Which is a quote attributed to Cole Ross. What's the timestamp on that too? Twentieth of April. Twentieth of April. Oh, so, it doesn't say the time. No, no, because there were so many gems that night. I, <laughs> I, my motto for the rest of the night was, I wasted my tweet because you just kept <laughs> r- rattling them off, man. <laughs> was that a previous episode? Was that a? That was a. That was a, uh, last Friday. Last Friday. Housewarming okay. party. Oh shit, son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I forgot about that. Do you remember that I took a video? No, no, I don't. I took a video. I got a new video. What we're saying here is never run for public office. (laughs) I thought that I was done because you got a video of me on a birthday where I was throwing up and screaming Uh at neighbors, and now you have a new one. And And now I I have a new phone. Now I need to see. (laughs) Now I need to see. Okay, so before we drag on anymore, (laughs) this has been Cole Ross, Dennis Furia. Dave Meismith. Ben Merkel. Wait, yeah. we let him go last. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and here's to another 150.